Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. Wherever you are, welcome to the episode of Sheologians. We're here today to put the her in weather. Oh, are we? Not like the thing happening outside. Like weather. Weather or not. Okay. That kind of weather. Because we're going to talk about weather or not today. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> I mean. Why am I sitting like this? We usually kind of do. Yeah, there's a... <laughs> My name is Summer Yeager. <laughs> I'm here with my beautiful co-host Joy. And Joy, I don't really have anything to tell you today. I'm just so excited about all the things going on. And um, that's all that's happening in my head right now. At this I moment. have something to tell you. But oh. first, why don't you tell us some fun, exciting things Yeah, that okay. you can, that I can tell us? Yes. Um, I'm excited for Fair Sunshine. That's coming up. Mm-hmm. I'm excited That's to read that. That's our next book club read. With everybody. You so can join Patreon. Join us on it's Patreon. It's not too late to join us. It's going to be great. Um, I'm excited about our feminism is poison design. Mm-hmm. Super excited. Yes. And I want one of everything. Yes. Um, you can get that at shopsheologians.com. And I don't know if we can tell them the other thing or not. I'm like waiting on this text because I texted. I texted you know who. Yeah. And I was like, hey. Can I, can I, I mean, aren't we confirmed regardless of who they might just not be announcing it. Cause they don't know who is all going <sighs> to be involved else? in our portion of it. Yeah. But we're confirmed, aren't we? Yeah. We confirmed, I guess. Like if yeah. though, if the people that we're doing the thing with yeah. can't do it, does that mean we're out? No, I don't. They'll just so. find two other people to do I don't know how these things work. Is this cryptic enough for you guys? <laughs> Are you enjoying us not telling you what we're really excited about? <laughs> I, I just, guess we should wait. Listen, at some point, I bet I'll get a text message soon. If it's right in the middle of the episode, I'm we'll just tell like, you guys. Listen, you guys are going to know as soon as we <laughs> as know. As soon as we know, okay. you'll know. That's, yeah. Okay. Anyway, yep, that's it. That's all I got. That's I'm excited about those things. They're big, exciting things. Oh yeah, and far more exciting than what I'm about to talk about. Oh okay, <laughs> okay. What are you? About? <laughs> now I'm like, wait. Um, <laughs> and I don't know where we're at, but I'm Joy. I'm here with my beautiful co-host Summer. Yeah, that's where you are. Like I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, we just good job. We're on track now. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I just wanted to talk to you about something. I've been actually meaning to talk to you about this for a long time, but I always okay. forget. Okay. And I had this very, I was following this big truck okay. one day on the freeway Purposely. and I saw something that I've seen all the, every, all the time. You see it all the time. We are not liable for damage <laughs> done to vehicles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How? Can you just put that on the back of your car? <laughs> it like occurred to me. Right. Who's enforcing that? You can't know. just, you like, can I just put on my car? I'm not responsible for any accidents. <laughs> Right. And then I'm not. I feel like maybe it's because of like insurance. There's got to be something with insurance. There's got to be something with like 
You know how but there's no you, way it can actually clear them of liability. I know, right? Well, I think like you know how um, like people will go like there's people who want to rip insurance off. So like this company, right, has a lot of insurance because right. it's a, a trucking company. So, so it's a warning to have you keep back or yeah, but can it actually absolve them of liability? Like, is that actually a legal? statement I, I am, on the back of their truck because half the so time it looks like it bet. was written on with a sharpie i know i'm so willing to bet that with all the lawyers and corporations and large insurance i'm willing to bet it there is a loophole somewhere that really does absolve them of something of right. something maybe yeah. not of everything right but i'm willing to bet because i also know people who have gotten in accidents with like semis right and i remember like it was it was deemed entirely their fault not the semi mm. Right. So. But if like a big rock falls out of the back of one and hits your windshield and like yeah, glass flies know. into your face. It doesn't make any sense. Can they just be like, oh, well, you know, Too bad. did you see? Did I you know. see the back of I the truck? The I know. It says flying objects come out of here. So. And we're not liable. But it was just like, that's just a sentence. I know. Can I put it on my car? Can, right. How <laughs> far does that go? Yeah. How far does a sentence absolving you yeah. from guilt you know what? Though? There's probably I feel like there's something probably really obvious that we're missing because I remember before I before I knew what the baby on board signs sta- were for. Okay. I was like, "Why are you telling me there's a baby right. in your car?" Yeah. And then you find out, and it's really obvious. Yeah. And so I just feel like maybe there's something here. Now, if it says stay back a certain amount or whatever, that's one thing. Can everybody but I've do seen, that with every car? I've seen seriously. Can you yeah. Guys- yeah, I've seen landscaping trucks specifically. And I'm like, so if a tree branch right. fell out of the back of your thing onto my car. That's my fault. You would just be like, well, look, we're not liable for anything. <laughs> Man, that's the human condition, isn't it? I know. I'm like, what a timely I'm message. I'm not responsible for anything that I have message. done. <laughs> well, yeah, I was just like, we should all just get that. We should just... <laughs> Do not hold me accountable, please. Like, when my bank tries to charge me for things I bought, I just want to be like, look, I'm not responsible. I'm not liable for that. Did you not see my tattoo that says I'm not liable for anything? That's binding under the law. I wrote it. I put a sticker on there and it tells you not my fault. I may directly cause an accident, but you know what saves me every time? Yeah. One sentence printed onto the back of my car. Can we talk about um, just drivers that just they, for whatever reason, they don't care if they're about to rear end somebody. Right. Like, can we just, I don't. We were talking about how I think what's so, I think the real thing there when someone drives crazy that I can't believe is what it means is that they trust me. Right. To like. I know I'm a good driver, but they don't know me. No. So I think that's really at the root of it. They trust is that, that I'm not crazy drivers. Them. Yeah, they, crazy drivers trust that that, that everybody we are else also is not drive psychopaths. Safely. They're gonna, yeah, they're like I'm going to drive like this, but everyone else is going to drive how I think yeah. they should drive, or and like, that's why I can do this. If it's merging, I'm just going to go. I'm going to gun <laughs> it because that other person's not psychotic, and they're going <laughs> right. to stop. Right. They don't want to get in a car accident. 
I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it as long as I don't let that person get in front of me on the freeway. I'm fine. I do not understand why people drive like that. It makes no. I don't trust anyone on the road. No, I don't trust you. No, I assume that you don't see me. Right. I assume that you. I assume you're going to do the wrong thing. I assume that you don't Mm -hmm. know what you're doing. And I just can't believe how people drive. It's the difference between drivers. Is like, do you trust other people to do what they're supposed to do? Right. Or do you not? Right. And I think a lot of times if you do trust other people to do what they're supposed to do, it's because you are not doing it and you need everybody else to do it. Right. You don't, you, you're like, well, I don't want to follow the rules, but everybody else Since should. everybody else is For my to. safety. Yeah. <laughs> It'll still all work as long as only a few yeah. of us are uh, breaking yeah. the rules. Well, several years ago, I watched a car disappear into the side of a bus. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. when I say this car. Hopefully that makes disappeared it apparent how stupid that line we of were is. driving at such a fast speed yeah that a vehicle a mm-hmm. multiple ton vehicle changed lanes into a bus yeah and the car disintegrated yeah. like i will never it, it was like water it was like wipe the wiping right. of water away like i will never get that image out of my mm-hmm. head and then when I watch people doing that now, when they're just like weaving in and out of traffic at a fast speed, I'm just like, you are going to kill yourself or somebody else eventually right. at some yeah. point. Because you can't drive like that forever. Right. Like that will eventually catch up with you. Mm-hmm. And it's going to cost a life. Right. And it just like people blows, don't get it. It blows my mind. It just blows my mind. I think cars have revealed so much about our sinful nature. Yeah. About what's in our hearts. Right. right. Because I mean, you- even just whether it's driving super recklessly without any concern for anyone else or um, being enraged at other people. Cause you know, people do stupid stuff. So are you, that person might be wrong, but are you reacting and like, are you right. raging out it's in your like, car? Yeah, right. Um, at every inconvenience or if yeah. traffic's not moving, right. are you losing your mind? Like it just, it does reveal so much. Yeah. And it's like every time I drive, does everybody else have an existential like questions whenever I drive? And maybe it's because we're in a very, very large city. So we're always That's surrounded by too. a lot of vehicles. We've all, like, maybe it's that we're always going 80 miles an hour yeah. down a freeway with thousands of other people. We have a different experience than right. a lot of people. But like, it just one thing that always strikes me is like this entire thing working is contingent on other people trusting that other people right care mm-hmm. don't want to die right um don't have health issues i mean i know somebody who just never was like had seizures and didn't right. own it yeah. and had a seizure and killed somebody because they were had a seizure right. while they're driving, yeah. and so like, is there, are you also waiting for the ne- person next to you to have a heart attack? Because I am. I'm waiting for right. the person yes. next to me to yeah. have a heart attack mm-hmm. all the time. Oh, they're acting weird. Yeah, they're either texting or about to have a heart attack. <laughs> right. Either like, way, like, I'm on it. I'm out of here. Is what I, was what's happening. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I guess what you're saying is, I mean, well, I've thought about it multiple times in the midst of all the COVID stuff. Mm. It's just like the well, because mm-hmm. it's like the weighing of risk mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and it definitely driving is one of those things mm-hmm. you're you you're taking it's risk. one of those things that you have pretty much faith in every day and then every once in a while you realize what an Im- what an immense risk you're taking right um but also i mean here's another thought 
about driving. Okay. So we... Are you it, saying that we're going to move to the country or... <laughs> yes. Okay. All are, right. are you ready? Because we're, we're leaving. <laughs> Joy, we're leaving. We're out of here. <laughs> Everyone listening is like, as long as you go together. <laughs> Just keep going. Okay go it. together. Um, we're, we're, we're leaving. Um, so something I was also thinking about was the fact that, like, I think by the time we die cars will be driving themselves and that will be normal. Agreed. Which means that if if that's if that prediction is true, that means You that mean like without autopilot and like fully self-driving? I think we'll have completely self-driving cars. Like I And we won't legally require an autopilot, which is like a person sitting in the seat. I think um there'll be a person sitting in the seat. Okay. But They'll be self-drive. Like, I think okay. everything will be automated. Right. Is my 10 And cents. that'll be normal. And that'll be normal. Mm-hmm. That's my prediction. Okay. I mean, I have other predictions that would get in the way of that, but whatever. It doesn't matter. The point is, is if, if self-driving cars, if that ever becomes the norm, then that means that we lived in the 100, 120 year period in history right where driving was a normal right skill that, in the grand that scheme of things had. it's such a gonna be such a, a little blip. window of time right yeah. and so like for us it's like yeah part of being an adult is driving but that probably will only have been true for like a hundred years right because i mean even think about it when cars have been around for over uh, over a hundred yeah. years now but it hasn't been normal for everyone to have a car and for everyone to know right. how to drive yeah like I have old grandparents. Well, and then even if you consider driving the type of car that we drive at the speeds we drive, e- that's an even like smaller, the more specific time frame. you get. Yeah. The smaller. So it it's is. like we lived, we were adults at like the very small point in history right. where driving was a completely there's normal. No, there's adult a lot skill. of things that are like that. Now yeah. that I think about it, like right? even telephones and using a phone landlines. Like, yeah. Like, all the stuff that's it's just so normal to so us. so rapidly yeah. that it's going to ultimately end up being a very short amount of time in the grand scheme That of that was a normal thing. That's crazy. Right? Okay. Well, our driving hour is over. I actually had something I wanted to add to our Costco hour, our Costco segment. Oh, uh-huh. And um, I can't remember what it is now. So. <laughs> Costco's still great. I lost it. I was um, like, Just if you go them. walk around your Costco, you'll probably find the thing Summer was yeah. talking about but and forgot about. And you'll be like, about. oh, this is what. This must be. <laughs> this is the thing. Make sure you call us at our voicemail and let us know yeah. what the thing the you thing think that Summer that would I be wanted referring to. That I to talk to you guys to. about. And now I can't remember what it was. But the voicemail number is 470-465-0475. I said that from memory. You did. <laughs> just. I don't think the issue has ever been that you couldn't remember it. It was just what wanted to come out of your mouth yeah, in was place also my, my personal cell phone number right <laughs> which i love you guys but i don't necessarily want you leaving my calling my personal cell phone right. that's a lot of voicemails it's a lot to of, handle. i already don't answer my phone so i feel like i would really not be answering my phone right if it rang all day yeah what is up with people calling phone calls are the worst <laughs> sometimes there are certain people i'm this way with hugs <sighs> Yeah. Like, there are some people that can absolutely call me at any time. Yeah. But most people know. <laughs> no. Please don't call But me. also, if the situation, if you are a person I don't want to receive a hug from, if the situation is appropriate, I, it's still fine. Yeah. Situation, situational hugs yeah. are fine. Situational mm-hmm. phone calls are fine. Also, this is just me saying 
would I like? Because ultimately, if you love hugs and phone calls, if you do those things to me, I'm not going to be like, well, did you know that my preferences are what's really important? And I'm the center of the universe. Oh, good. I'm glad that you wouldn't. I know that you wouldn't do that. But anyway, I don't remember why I was saying all of that. Um, the voicemail, I told you guys that. We told you about book club. We told you about the t-shirts. We, we told them about so many things. We didn't tell you guys about, about the, that thing. The, other, the thing that I'm really excited about. <laughs> we're bringing about. up again. <laughs> they probably just forgot. <laughs> that they didn't get an announcement. <laughs> and I'm here to You're like, let's just you. recap. Well, we didn't talk about, we also forgot that Costco thing. And then the one other thing that we're really excited about, but we can't tell you. So there's so many things. We'll I remind wanna... you guys at the end of the episode. So many things I want to tell you that I can't tell you. Welcome to She Legends. Um, okay. So I've been wanting to talk about this. Yeah, this has been in the in the docket this is on my list yeah this is on my list of important things to talk about it's been a couple years since we talked about uh gossip and uh it's not that i thought oh wow we should never talk about that again it's just that (laughs) um i was having a conversation with somebody a couple weeks ago and they i said something about gossip and they were like well what is gossip Like, can you, like, I know what gossip is, but how do you define it? How can I think more clearly about it? Right. Like, instead of just saying gossip and kind of assuming that a bunch of we know it's bad. Right. Gossip is bad. Right. (laughs) Okay. Great. We all agree on that. Now let's dive a little bit deeper. (laughs) How do you define gossip? And it's good to think about because, as a human being, I think some people want to define gossip as like just talking about anybody if they're not in the room but i that's not a good definition right at all right uh it's certainly <laughs> a safe definition uh but it's not like it's not helpful like yeah and you could say i'm just never going to talk about anyone ever um i don't know that you'll find that to be super realistic cuz you will probably have to be like Hey, Tom asked me to bring you this. But Tom's not in the room. <laughs> right. So I can't. Right. Or, you know, if you're married and you have kids, like, and you need to talk to your husband about right. one of your kids, certainly. And you guys All right. need to. Invite c- little Sally in because we don't talk about anyone. <laughs> right. It's like you should be able to talk to your husband, like, about here's the discipleship that's going on. Yeah. Here's the discipline. Like, so someone being out of view is not a great. Is And right. it's just not. You can't find that. Well, it also Bible. it also lets you say whatever you want to someone who's in the room, right? Which is also not <laughs> so always just not <laughs> a great, reductive. A great just idea. be like, yeah, eh. we're here to fill that in, yeah. fill in that definition for you. So, I don't know how or why. No, I do know. Why was I looking at this? I was reading the confessions on the Ten Commandments. Why was I reading that? I don't, I don't know why, but all everyone just always do that. I mean, I guess just one day I was reading the confession. <laughs> You're never going to go catechism. wrong. You're never going to end that sentence with like, and then I really regretted it. I feel like something brought me there. Uh-huh. I mean, I was reading it for whatever reason. Was it the Holy Spirit? It was, yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> it was foreordained to come to pass that I be reading the catechism one day. 
Um, and I got to the Catechism on the Ninth Commandment, and as I was reading it, I was like, this is how we know what is gossip or not. This is it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so then when I had a friend ask me, like, well, how do you know? What is gossip anyway? I was like, just... let's read the catechism because it's fantastic and it's not just a if you read the I'm talking about the larger catechism question 144 and 145 which is what are the duties required in the ninth commandment and what is what are the sins forbidden that's Mm -hmm. what it always do what are the duties required what are the sins forbidden uh, super, super helpful. Lots of verses. So Do many, it. yes, so it, many consult, verses. If you have questions, <laughs> consult. Consult it. The catechism. Um, it's online, so there's no. If you have an internet, which you do, because you're listening to this. <laughs> if you have an internet, <laughs> I was gonna say internet connection, and then I stopped and I was like, but you're listening to this, so don't. How are? Nah. Okay. If you have one single internet, <laughs> if you have an internet, use it on the catechism. <laughs> Put all your internet into this. <laughs> Um, so all that to say, I kind of just wanted to talk about what are some of the duties required and what are some of the sins forbidden, because I think it really fills out, this fills out so many issues. This fills out things I saw people bringing up several weeks ago that was happening at the SBC convention. This fills out, this even fills out issues with like sexual abuse. Yeah. Um, there's so many things that it goes into Mm -hmm. that I just find so helpful and I think a lot of the stuff maybe Christians haven't like meditated on right. before. Um, well, we've I think we have created a little bit of a um, a divide between gossip and bearing false witness, which is what hmm. the ninth commandment talks about. And so I think we have gossip, um, which I think is the fact that it's hard to pin down exactly. What the definition is, I think that's pretty much evidence enough that we've mm-hmm. used it to maybe soften the blow mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, venting mm-hmm. is a further evolution of the, of, so you start the softening. with. Yeah. Okay. And so, yeah, I think it's just mm-hmm. kind of, we, it's important to know what gossip actually is um, and make sure that you're giving. Oh, can we tell him? Yes. Okay. That was the text, the sound that you all just <laughs> I, we promised we'd tell you guys as soon as we as soon as we knew. Okay, so I have permission from Gabe Wrench to tell you guys that we are going to be at the Fight Laugh Feast Conference in Tennessee in September. We are. So that we're going to be fighting and laughing, laughing and, and feasting. feasting. <laughs> that is in um, Nashville in September, and it is the September 9th through the eleventh. Mm-hmm. We are speaking on. Um, the 11th and if you go to uh, flfnetwork.com and then under events page you have the conference in Tennessee um, and registration is available and we're all ready to go so that's happening September 9th through the 11th Vody is speaking Ah. So we have a lot of, there's going to be a lot of really great speakers, not including us. I'm not saying (laughs) anyway. (laughs) 
that's not what I was trying to say. Yeah. Um, we're going to be there. So if you're going to be there, great. Come meet us. We're excited. We're going to be speaking about dun, 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 feminism. Um, did you even have you any even? questions? Just stop there. Did you even? <laughs> Could you have used your all of your one internet to know that? <laughs> well, we sent them to the catechism. They were right. like, I would have known, oh, okay. but my one internet <clears throat> was spent already. Right. I take it as a huge compliment that we were invited to go. Me too. Um, I don't know why, but here we go. I'm going. Yeah, well, there's going to be, I think I know why, which is that a lot of people there that we deeply respect and have even, Mm -hmm. uh, we've used their work to create what we've created. So that's probably it. Feeling a little small and humble (laughs) in the face of some of the people that like, just wow. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. Just absolutely wow. So register so for that. So be excited with us. Yep. We're going to be there. It's actually happening in Lebanon, Tennessee, which is like right outside of Nashville. And we'll see you there. Okay. So anyway, back to the topic at hand. You were talking about, <laughs> saw that and my brain went. Oh yeah. No, I just. Uh, talking about how we've come far from a definition of gossip and we've like really softened the blow. Yeah. We've and done that with a lot of things, but. Yes, Let's fill have. it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I think one of the reasons that it's difficult, we've already kind of mentioned, I, I do agree. I don't disagree that it is difficult. First of all, we're dealing with the tongue, which is a very difficult thing to control. The mm-hmm. Bible tells us so. Yes. Um, Very difficult. But it's also, I think there's a difficulty in the discussion because there are times when it is lawful for you to talk about somebody who is not there. Right. And times that you should talk about somebody who is not there. Yes. And I'm thankful. I'm completely aware that my elders have talked about me. Like, praise God. Yeah. Like, I need them to. There are times when it's appropriate and good and it's part of care Mm -hmm. that you are... Like I said, sometimes, you know, I need to talk to my husband about one of my kids. Like, and that's because I care for them, not because I'm gossiping, not because I'm failing to love them, but it's like, we have to have this discussion about this person and we have to have it while they're not in the room. Yeah. So that's super important. Um, And then there's also times where we need to be very intentional, intentionable. What was the word you said on Wednesday? It was so great. We are making up words. Oh, what did I say? I don't know. Intentional. I completely, I think I left out a total letter. I thought you added like an ing. Anyway, oh, maybe I did. Doesn't matter. Hopefully it happens again. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm sure it will. <laughs> I'm almost certain. In the next 20 minutes. In fact, <laughs> um, we need to be intentional uh, and judicious and just and uh, bring people in on things. Well, and that's where I think that's where we need to soften the blow. Is when you see like a lack of discipline, mm-hmm. you soften the blow. Mm-hmm. We have not wanted to be judicious and wise in mm-hmm. how we talk about people. Yeah. And so we have cr- needed to create a new system. Another level. Where like, oh, well, you know, there is this version of talking about someone that's not wise and not gracious, but I'm still allowed to do it. Right. Or at least if there's enough ambiguity, right? someone might call me out on it, but they also might not. Right. And then another layer is that uh, sometimes you do have to talk about a situation involving people where someone is guilty of something, but you're not free to lie about it. Right. 
So we know. So I think this is where some people get confused. Is they're like, okay, well, I can't lie about somebody. Right. I can't say they did something they didn't do. Like I've had people talk, say like, you know, um, my husband does X, Y, and Z. Would it be gossip for me to tell my elders? And it's like, no, no, you are not honoring somebody is not lying or hiding their sinful behavior right. for them. It's also not giving you, it's not, it's not, again, with this whole sticker on the back of the truck thing, it's not <laughs> absolving you from all responsibility but, right. yeah. <laughs> of how, of what you've talked about, right. what you've shared, how you say it. Right. Uh, if you've, is this all a perception? Is this something right. that's actually happening? Right. Um, you know, things like that, which especially in marriages, things get very mm-hmm. complex. Right. Cause sometimes someone, sometimes two people are just not understanding. They think one thing is obvious to them. So it should be obvious to the other person. Right. And sometimes it's just a communication breakdown. All the more reason to be careful right. with our communication. <laughs> right. So I'm going to read some of this cause I just think it's super helpful. Yes. Um, so what are the duties required in the ninth commandment? The first that the divines wrote is the duties required in the ninth commandment are the preserving and promoting of truth between man and man. So I personally think that everything else that comes after that is subject to this first part. Right. We're talking about preserving and promoting truth between humans right okay Mm -hmm. so truth is not on the chopping block right truth is not on the chopping block for the sake of being gracious truth is not on the chopping block for the sake of appearing like you're speaking kindly truth is just truth is not on the chopping block let that be your like presupposition at the bottom right we're not erasing truth for the sake of anything else Mm -mm. truth is here okay so i say that and then i also say that the next line is preserving and promoting the good name of our neighbor as well as our own. So something you'll also note in the confessions is concern for your own name. You should care right. about your name. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people in like Christian ethics think it's all just like everyone else, everyone else, everyone else. Mm-hmm. But like you should care about pre- preserving and promoting your good name right. as well. Yeah. That's not the driving factor of your life, but it's certainly not something that you should be unconcerned about. Like your name right. matters. Your reputation matters. Yeah. And you There's a moment care. where you can say, Oh no, I can right. let people know that that's not true. That's not true. <laughs> and you should care about your reputation as well. Not, um, not at the expense of anybody else's, but right. certainly what are you known for? Yeah. Like what, what did people think of when they think of you is something that you should care about and you should care about it for the sake of the kingdom, for the sake of be- the fact that you're an amb- ambassador for Christ, right. not for your own right. glory. Mm-hmm. But I think people get that confused. They're right. like, well, I don't want to seek my own glory. So you guys can think whatever of me. Yeah. But it's like, no, no. Which to an extent and depending on who you are and what you do, sure, you're not, you're not going to be able to control what everyone thinks about you absolutely um but you can have you can in wisdom decide Mm -hmm. that there like there is probably a moment there is a moment when you need to step Mm -hmm. in and Mm -hmm. and that's going to look different per situation but now yeah and i guess maybe maybe the helpful thing is to say you don't like you said you don't need to like 
what was your exact wording? Something about giving your life over to it. You don't need to only ever defend Pursue, right. your reputation. <laughs> right. But you also don't need to never defend your reputation. Right. right. Um, okay. So next one, appearing and standing for the truth. So you do need to a- appear to stand for the truth. You need to stand right. for the truth mm-hmm. and you need to bother to appear like you are mm-hmm. as well, um, which I think, again, is important. Um, and from the heart, sincerely, freely, clearly, and fully speaking the truth and only the truth in matters of judgment and justice and in all other things whatsoever. Okay, so we're still truth. Speak the truth. Care about the truth. We're also responsible for a charitable esteem of our neighbors. So this goes back to how we are to not live by ungracious assumptions. We should be in the business of assuming the best. Um, I always, I, I always use the phrase "think well of others." Mm-hmm. Right. Because I think. Do you think well of born, yourself? You're born not doing that. Right. Like you're really right. not born doing that. You it's will, a practice. You're going. Yeah, you're going to have to be sanctified in that. Mm-hmm. Um. And chances are you have the opportunity to be sanctified every day in and out. Yep. <laughs> like you are constantly having thoughts about other people. Um, we were just talking about driving. Great example. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and you are supposed to think well of people mm-hmm. in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I put, what did I put? Um Oh, yeah. I said, think well of others, maybe better than they actually deserve. And what I mean by that is you cannot think things about them that you don't know are true. Right. Right. So you can't you can't just perceive something Mm -hmm. about this person like, oh, well, they were kind of short with me. My neighbor was short with me when we were getting our mail the other day. So she just doesn't like me. So I'm not obligated. Right. And it's like, well, (laughs) wait a minute. (laughs) Right. Wait a minute. All this started when you just perceived that. I don't know. What if she. Maybe she was having a bad day. You know, you don't know what's going on. So the point is, since you don't know what's going on, you don't get to live like, you know, what's going on. That's not truthful. Right. Because that's not living in accord with the truth. All right. Something else that we're responsible for a charitable esteem of our neighbors, loving, desiring and rejoicing in their good name, sorrowing for and covering of their infirmities. So, again, this is where I think some people might. We're humans. We tend to like fall off one side or the other, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this doesn't mean when we say to cover cover other people's affirmities, we're not saying your husband hit you. Never tell anybody. He's an alcoholic and he just can't. That's not what that means. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and no. I think you can fall off a ditch on that side. Um, we're talking about the the whole the idea that love covers a multitude of sins that we should be bearing with right. one another you are not really loving or bearing with somebody if they are like deep in rebellion and sin and you aren't confronting them on it that's right. not love that's yeah. not covering an infirmity mm-hmm. that is uh helping helping sin grow well really and it goes back to what you said the truth it's really lying it's it's a delusion it's you like um, 
It's you pretending something right. is not there that is there. Right. That's not what this is. Covering of an infirmity is, you know, recognizing that I have a child who their natural bent is really towards this one thing. And I'm going to help disciple them out of it. I'm not going to be impatient with it. I'm not going to lose my cool with it. I am committed to being patient with this infirmity that this child is bent towards as I help them grow out of it. Mm -hmm. It's not a free pass for infirmities. Right. But still, it's something that's required in the ninth commandment. And it's going to change how you talk about people. Because think about how often we are impatient with certain, you know, our love, our, our loved ones. We're impatient with them all the time. Yeah. Um, and that means that you, if you're in a constant state of being impatient with your loved ones, flaws, like real character flaws, you're probably talking about it to other people. You're probably talking about it to yourself. You're not covering it. You're not loving it. You're not, helping them grow out of it, you're usually dwelling on it. Mm-hmm. If, if that's, if you're not helping them grow out of it, you're probably dwelling on yep. it. Um, and you're also probably not doing the next line, which says that we are to be freely acknowledging of their gifts and graces, defending their innocency and being ready to receive a good report. Right. That's why I try to tell myself, think well of others because it's not just, don't just think of them as this neutral slate where mm-hmm. you don't know what's true or not. Right. To make an actual effort. Right. Think well of them, honor them mm-hmm. and be respectful towards them. Right. Um, an unwillingness to admit of an evil report. So I thought, wow, okay, this means, and this is the reference that they gave us. Psalm 15, three, um, talking about, I think the righteous man who does not slander with his tongue and does no evil to his neighbor nor takes up reproach against his friend. So we're talking about people who, you know, when you just like see that juicy bit on the internet and Mm -hmm. you're like, I got to click, like I got to know what evil thing this so-and-so has been up to. Right. Yeah. Like that is a violation of the ninth commandment. The end, like it's a violation of the ninth commandment. Like, being ready to receive, just always ready to receive mm-hmm. that juicy yeah. detail. Like you just, you can't stop. Mm-hmm. Like I even think about it and this is probably going to step on a toe, but like all that stuff a couple weeks we're not, ago. We're not liable for our. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. liable for your toes. <laughs> um, all that stuff a couple weeks ago when like, uh, what's the prince's name? They were talking to Oprah. Oh Yeah. Um, Megan, Megan, and, and Harry, Harriet, Harry. Sorry, <laughs> definitely well, nowadays, not. Nowadays, um, Harry. I think it's Harry. What's the other one's name? Charlie. Edward. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those. It's an Edward. I don't know. Yeah. Somebody's screaming at us right now. <laughs> I know the girl's name is Megan. Markle. Merkel. Markle. Markle. Even though her last name should be what? Princess Pri- <laughs> of England. Princess of England. Merkel. Meglin. Meglin. <laughs> Okay, I don't even know their names, but the point is, is I just, I remember getting online and Meglin. like all these people just like could not wait to watch like the Oprah interview and to like hear the juicy, right, right. T- the tell all right. and like the, news. The, yeah. the women's groups just like, I think this is happening. I think this is happening. And I'm watching it. I'm like, you don't know. Like, I know for a fact that you don't know right. what's happening. Right. And all you're the- hearing one person's 
perspective. You don't know what's That's happening. It. And then it was just weird. Because and it's highly publicized. And I turned on the news, mm-hmm. like on the news. Yeah. And they're showing a clip of this interview with Oprah and the Harriets or whoever they are. And I'm just like, the of this England's. is <laughs> last name princess. <laughs> and I'm just like, how is this news? And it's literally just this woman got paid so much money to gossip about the royal family. Yeah. And then people are gossiping about her gossip. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, this is not. It's like we love getting that evil report. Right. Like we love it. We yeah. want to hear it. We want to know what like misdeeds and rudeness other people have been up to yeah. and it's just That's that busybody so thing. weird and gross yeah. like you don't know them anyway all that to say that doesn't again i feel like i just want to keep saying if you have a report because also by the way if we're going to be talking about the sins forbidden which i think is important yeah on the flip side of that if you part of keeping the ninth commandment is not concealing the truth or keeping undue silence in a just cause. Right. So this is where you need to be a person of the word and apply wisdom because if you, um, Leviticus five, one says if anyone sins and that he hears a public adjuration to testify and though he is a witness, whether he has seen or come to know the matter yet does not speak, he shall bear his iniquity. So it is sinful if you know, if you have an evil report to give that would fulfill and satisfy justice because you were an actual witness, then it would be sin for you not to give it to the appropriate place. So there's even within this, there's, Mm -hmm. there's a, there's a discriminating line around, when you're to give the evil report and who you're to give it right. to, otherwise you are in sin. Right. So, and I think Matthew 18 gives us some principles here as well that are super important of like, if you have an issue with your brother or sister and they are in sin, you are to bring it to who? You're to bring it to them. Right. It's not gossip. If you bring it to them and it's not dealt with, they're not repenting. They're not the- owning it's not gossip for you to bring the brother right, along. Right. Right. So yeah. that's because Jesus said to, and he would never tell you to break a commandment. So exactly. this is the steps you're to go to. Then if the person will not repent or be held accountable when you approach them, then you bring along a brother and approach mm-hmm. with a brother. And you're not gossiping with that brother or sister when you bring them into the situation because right. you're following these steps and hopefully you're doing it in an appropriate manner. Right. Um, So all that to say, that was just one where I thought like, okay, so it's not that you're never allowed to admit that something evil has happened. It's that you're to do it at a certain timeline in a certain way with certain people. And just so you know, the world sees that interview with Oprah as justice because the justice we believe in currently is like the cancel justice. So Oprah is able to carry out justice for the world if you think Oprah mm-hmm. is doing that well mm-hmm. um, or actually uh, doing anything regarding to justice, right. um, you've adopted a worldly tradition and it's not true. Uh, so I think that can be immensely knowing who it's appropriate to tell, mm-hmm. to make a report to. Mm-hmm is incredibly important Mm -hmm. because you need for that 
to happen, you need to have a proper view of what justice is and what is supposed to be happening Mm -hmm. when injustice occurs. Mm -hmm. And again, Oprah does not she she's nothing in the scheme of justice just right i'm just gonna tell you she doesn't have right even in our like secular legal system she doesn't she has what nothing she to do? do she has nothing to do with it right so don't don't um seek the justice of the world right i mean it was actually wicked i think for Meghan markle to do what she did because she's yeah. she is not bringing the situation to anybody that could actually bring right. if there's a situation there at yeah. all which again which who is just, knows because right. of how it's been dealt with yeah no one will ever know right um it goes along with we always say the type of accountability you ask for reveals the type of accountability that you, you want, want. Mm-hmm. and the same thing happens the type of justice that you seek mm-hmm. really reveals uh the type of justice that you are looking for and right. christians need to be looking for uh, biblical, right. godly justice. Right. right. And we need to teach our children to do this as well. We need to, Yeah, I think a lot of things would be really helped in terms of the sex abuse issue and scandals. If mm-hmm. we were teaching our children that they need to, they need to admit of an evil report in the way that scripture prescribes and we need to make that something that they know how to do. Unfortunately, right. that's the world that we live in. Right. But they need to know that you cannot, it's not okay to stay silent mm-hmm. on these issues. Yeah. And um, I just don't think that we've talked to our kids about that. No. Uh, and that's certainly not how we speak to. That's just like, yeah, that's just not how people are thinking about that issue in right. particular. Right. Um, but it causes a lot of issues, obviously. Right. Um, and then people create their own doctrines and they create, I mean, right. Me Too is a huge example of what, it's just in a continuation of the whole Oprah, mm-hmm. what, what's her face? Princess Harriet. Sir, Princess Sir Harriet. Meghan. <laughs> I forget. Duke Meghan of. Duchess Shire. Oprah show. <laughs> This week, we apologize to England. (laughs) So sorry. Or where did they move? I keep wanting to say, where did the Markles move? But that's so, I mean, that's just bad in and of itself. Because I know that, what is the royal family's last name? (laughs) You know what I mean? Do they have a last name? They do. They have a last name. What is it? Well, unless they are all from the same line, do they not (laughs) <laughs> oh my gosh I'm so sorry now I actually do apologize <laughs> can I google it yeah she's looking it up what right is now Queen is this Elizabeth? gonna be obvious <laughs> last name are we both just having a what is it um wait what is Queen nobody knows Alexandra Mary Windsor oh okay I did know that but but why? Make it. it should be more obvious if I she wants like... to go by it. <laughs> I don't think she wants to go by it. I, I know there's a lot of rules. So confused. Windsor is a great name. Oh yeah, Elizabeth Very Alexandra royal. Mary Windsor. She was born at 2:40 p.m. on April 21st. Anyway, why well, are but... we doing this? Okay. <laughs> what? So has that been okay? Anyway, yeah. Let's not. Let's... <laughs> Whatever. 
If you are British and know how this came about, you can leave us voicemail. <laughs> how does this work? Four seven zero. Okay. All I know is I know that my president goes by his last name. Yeah, legit. I mean, does he know his last name? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> okay. All I know is that I could when when the United States taught me the names of my rulers they were like <laughs> remember last their names. last name washington adam jefferson we had to sing it right and I, if they had a song it'd be like windsor windsor, windsor. <laughs> fun fact about me i can name all, all of the royal family <laughs> <laughs> windsor that's it There's thank you very much harriet windsor <laughs> i bet there is anyway okay we've really um <clears throat> Okay. okay, well, yeah, I just, I had my own notes. I knew you were going to take us mm-hmm. through yeah. the catechism. Mm-hmm. And I guess, I don't know, maybe I've said all I need to say. I just like kind of expanded on, mm-hmm. I was thinking a lot about like what what it means to like be a witness. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And it's not that, like we ta- kind of talked about all this, but anyway, I'm just going to go through this to make sure we didn't miss right. anything. And so, again, it's not to say that no one can be trusted with the role of witness, but Mm -hmm. we need to be able, we need to make sure we're not elevating ourselves to the role of perfect witness. Mm -hmm. Uh, We can't claim omniscience. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, obviously, the Bible acknowledges the importance of witnesses in the law. Like, you're basically a trial hinges mm-hmm. on witness testimony and jesus confirmed all of that in his right. own teaching his standard for uh you know someone being accused of something was the same as the old testament right um well and then i was even just going to say like god also he a part of how he has made himself known to us is through our witness of mm-hmm. creation. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely far from unimportant. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's, um, yeah. But we should be, it should be humbling to consider the limitations of our witness. Mm-hmm. So from like height limitations, like you and I have a different perception of the physical world. Even. We do. I always think about, <laughs> and I don't, I think I said this somewhat recently. <laughs> But there's an Ikea commercial where the guy walks up and like chest bumps the fridge because like they're giving their kitchen this like pep talk and like, okay, so we're going to do it. It's probably like a Thanksgiving commercial. Yeah. And the guy chest bumps his fridge and I'm like, he can always see on top of his fridge. Right. My husband can. Yeah. I don't know what's going on on top of. On no. top of the fridge. Like, I just don't I know. I stand on a chair to find I out. I don't. Right. Like, I don't know what's up there. Right. Even when I wipe it, I, like, wipe down. I right. have Matthew make sure I got it all. Yeah. And I know. there I, you go. I have to bring a chair in. <laughs> but so, like, we even are, like, physically limited in our perspective. Like, we have, and we have yeah. geographical limitations. Someone who's further away can, is a, is a, not as good of a witness as someone who's closer. Right. Um, And maybe the person who's closer has horrible vision and right. you know like so we have all kinds of we we have to acknowledge that limit so these limitations shape your perspective and right. you have to acknowledge that you as a witness are flawed but that just because you're flawed doesn't mean you throw that role out the window it is important right um that 
our perceptions and our wit- witness are obedient mm-hmm. and holy. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they are deeply flawed, sinful, and idolatrous, especially idolatrous. Right. Um, and so I just was thinking the way that you are faithful in your perceptions is for you to be trained in truth. Number one, you need Mm -hmm. to constantly be thinking, is that true? Do I know that? Am I perceiving that? Yes. Like, uh, do I, do I, is there some limitation in me? Is there some reason that I might be Mm -hmm. thinking something of someone or allowing myself Mm -hmm. to think of something of someone that isn't true? Have I heard a thing about them? Is this an assumption? Right. Or can I say this for a fact? Right. Right. Did they, was I gossiped too? Right. Did I hear something that was untrue? Do I actually know that it's true? And that, that is a game changer. Mm -hmm. Ask yourself if you actually know that it's true. Obviously to be trained in truth, you need to read the word and pray regularly regarding your thoughts and feelings. And then the last thing, the last practical thing I had was to think well of others and keep yourself accountable to that. Right. Do it. Do it today right right every time you catch yourself having a thought about someone think am i thinking well of this person or am i am i thinking negatively Mm -hmm. of this person Mm -hmm. and that's not a denial of the reality that there are people in your life who do who sin right like that's not a it's not i we're not again we're not ignoring like, oh, my husband is an apostate and he's leaving the church and I need to not think that. We're right. not saying break from reality. Right. We're saying, okay, that's a difficult situation. Your husband being an apostate, leaving the church, that is super, super difficult. What you don't get to do is just completely hate him by completely giving up hope, gossiping about him on the internet, um, taking this issue to places where it doesn't belong. Um, what it means is, you know, talk to your elders, pray for your husband. Don't assume the worst, which is like, you know, he's this horrible liar now. And everything he says is, you know, like there is a, there is how it is today is how it's going to be for the rest of my life. There is a godly response that you can have in difficult situations with people. And there's an ungodly response and immediately going to the apocalyptic option is not what is required of you, especially in a close relationship like that. And even I've been thinking a lot in terms of like talking about going through Matthew 18 and talking about church discipline and excommunication. Like the goal of church discipline is restoration, which means you're going to be talking about this person. You're going to be talking to this person. Hopefully it means people have been talking to this person. Hopefully it means people have been in a godly way trying to band around this person and speak truth to this person. Um, But your church has been talking about it. Right. And people have been talking about it. Mm. And you know what? I'm sure some people have sinned in it. But the goal here is that you're talking about this situation so that restoration can take place. And so when we're saying you need to guard your mouth and your assumptions about people, it's not that we're saying, you know, someone is in horrible, horrible sin. Let's put a bow on it and pretend that it's not happening. There's a different option than the nuclear option. And there's a different option than not living in reality yeah and that's what we're saying is required of Mm -hmm. the christian right well and ultimately 
your I'm trying to think about how I want to phrase this. Ultimately, it reveals a lacking of trust in God mm-hmm. when you go catastrophic like that. Yeah. When you think like this person is this and this person did this and they're always mm-hmm. going to be that way. You're What you're forgetting is that God is sanctifying mm-hmm. his people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in a way... I know I mentioned I mentioned omniscience earlier, but in a way it's sort of like a perceived omnipotence. Like I have the power to orchestrate. I I not only know all these events, but like, I don't, I don't, I don't trust that God is powerful to, to do first of all things for my good. Mm -hmm. Um, even if they don't look good. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a very, um, it's a very immature way to mm-hmm. look at a trial. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, and it, it, there's a, like a denial, obviously when you deny uh, what is truth mm-hmm. and when you're unable to, um, when you're unable to, when you find yourself unconcerned with what truth is, mm-hmm. you, I mean, obviously it's a disobedience to God, uh, but you're, you're lacking in trust right? for him. You think right. he does, he doesn't, uh, solve, he doesn't, uh, meddle in the lives of the little people running around on his earth or whatever, however it is. Uh, right. but yeah, ultimately that's your issue is that you don't, you don't see the need or the importance for truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, because of how it makes you feel or how you're perceiving it, you have decided that this person is out of your life or this person is ruined or whatever, you know, like it's making, it's about, it's made, we feed ourselves information almost constantly um, that would make us think poorly of someone. Right. And we, then we create this connection that's like, Oh, well, this is just where, even though God, like we, we, what we separate it from is, is that God has supernatural transforming right. power. <laughs> right. Well, and the catechism addresses what you just said in question 145, where this is I'm sure forbidden. it did it much better. <laughs> just shorter. And with some Bible verses, what that's, that's the point. So you are forbidden from, we are forbidden in the ninth commandment from holding our peace when sin calls for either a reproof from ourselves or a complaint okay. to others. Yeah. So that, so if there is something that needs, if there's a sin that needs to be called out on in ourselves or in others, and we're just not doing it, right. that's a violation of the ninth commandment, but also speaking the truth unseasonably or maliciously to a wrong end. So there are ends right. to which we can be talking about sins that are going on that, we're not doing it to a malicious end. We're hopefully doing it to a righteous end. We're talking about restoration. How are we going to get right. there? Um, and I mean, the the larger catechism is actually much longer on what are the sins forbidden. And I think I just would really recommend that you guys take the time to read it because it really will give you those like clear lines that you need around your speech. 
Um, I really like that one of the things you're forbidden from are uh, scornful contempt and also fond admiration. Uh, I thought it was really interesting. Uh, uh, Jude 116. These are grumblers, malcontents, following their own sinful desires. They are loud mouth boasters showing favoritism to gain advantage. So I think that's another way of like, you know, flattery is something that we shouldn't be engaging in to like get ourselves ahead. Flattery is a whole episode. Flattery is a whole whole thing. Maybe Um, we should do But misconstructing intentions. So that's one of the things. Right. You're not allowed to misconstruct people's intentions or assume them. Right. Um, we're not allowed to aggravate smaller faults. How about that one? Just well, and that really... one is so that one is so convenient when you already have been thinking poorly of someone. Right. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to just pile on to the list of things that this person is. And then before you know it, you have this total. And this is what I was talking about a second ago. You have this total and complete and forever and eternal image of who this person is. And right. you're giving yourself license to treat that image as though it's true right. when you don't know that it's true mm-hmm. or that it's not completely true. Right. And it's just as dangerous to do that in your head yep. as it is to do it. I mean, I do think there's obviously if you do it out loud, there's the added implication of somebody else in your sin right. and then f- passing on that falsehood to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say Um, it's not less dangerous because it doesn't involve another person. If anything, it's dangerous because of its privacy Mm -hmm. uh, and your ability to pretty much do it if you want. (laughs) Like if you really want to, you could. Right. Um, So here's the last one I want to talk about, which I thought was just, this is so interesting. And this is what I love about reading the confessions catechism is that it like puts into words things that I always knew I should be striving for, but maybe I didn't like have a clear name of. Mm -hmm. It's so helpful. Here's the last one. (laughs) Okay. You are not allowed to practice. Okay. Practicing or not avoiding in ourselves or not hindering what we can in others, such things as procure an ill name. So I thought it was super interesting. Now, this really is just the idea that we're to live like we are to live above reproach. Right. Um, And so like Proverbs 5 tells you to stay away from the adulteress. It says, keep your way far from her. Do not go near the door of her house, lest you give your honor to others and your years to the merciless. So you don't even want, we shouldn't be doing things that might give ourselves an ill, ill name, but we should also care that we don't seem like we're doing that. So there's, there's a, there's an extent to which we should all be minding our own business, right? There's an extent to which, um, we fear God and not man. And there's an extent to which, you know, you shouldn't really don't go around being like, what does everybody think of me? But there is a requirement that we, we do live in a way that's above reproach. Right. And that doesn't mean you're not going to receive reproach or you're not going to be lied about, mm-hmm. but are you actually above reproach? Do you live in such a way that people are going to look at you 
and think like, wow, this person lives for the Lord because mm. that matters. Right. Like that does matter. Right. It does. It does. How you pass yourself off. It's a sign of respect for others and for God. Right. You know, it's like you have those Christians out there. that are just like, well, only God can judge me. And then they live like hell. Yeah. Or live however they want or are completely are not bothered that mm-hmm. you couldn't tell them apart from an unbeliever. Right. And that is not something that we should be striving for, right. not because not for our own glory, but for the glory of God. If he rescued us and took us out of the domain of darkness, then we should we shouldn't look or pass ourselves off right. like or fit in with the darkness. Right. Um, and it's interesting to me that this would be considered a ninth commandment violation because it lacks honesty for right. who you are and what Christ mm-hmm. has done. Yeah. Um, and it lies about what Christ has done. And I just thought that was that was really, really interesting. I've said it before on the show. You can always apologize to people for not behaving like a Christian. You can always go to your friend and say, hey, I'm so sorry that it surprised you that I'm against same-sex marriage. Because you should have known that already. So... I'm sorry. I was not living in accord with right. my convictions. Right. And that was my, my bad. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it just, we do, we've all, we've all done it. Yep. We've all, yeah. Yes. We've all done it. <laughs> we have all done it. Yep. Um, okay. So I'm just going to recommend, I'm going to definitely leave a link to where you can read these. And I just think you mm-hmm. should read them. I think you should read them to your kids. Yep. I think you should read them to yourself. Uh, if you don't subscribe to one of the confessions, I think you should read it anyway. It comes with handy dandy proof texts, which Very nice. I think will help you on your way. Um, and yeah, just uh, don't go around breaking the ninth commandment is is what I want to say. <laughs> just don't don't do it. Agreed. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So, um, don't forget to get your t-shirt, Feminism is Poison. Or your mug. Or, or your, your mug, apron. Or your, or your sticker. Yeah. Or your, you know. Tote. What, just in time for past Father's Day? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> summer. Just in time just for in summer. Just in time for summer. That's right. All right. That's it for this week. And we will see you guys next week. See ya.